Hello and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor, SF Walker, and I am here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. And today, we look at Wishes Fulfilled by Dr. Wayne Dyer. What is your self-concept? Simply put, your concept of yourself is everything that you believe to be true. And everything that you believe to be true about yourself has landed you precisely where you live and breathe every day of your life. Your beliefs about yourself are like the ingredients in a recipe that you use to create your self-concept. Those ingredients and beliefs fall into two specific categories, your outer self-concept and your inner self-concept. Smart, perhaps, but not really a genius. More capable in some areas than others, such as technology. Maybe you add a measure of writing ability, but detect more fluency with numbers and mathematical problem solving than your ability to write poetry. Your outer self may be well seasoned and strong in some areas and almost hopelessly incapacitated and weak in others. And you carried that belief with you since you were a youngster in elementary school. Your outer self concept also includes how you view yourself in a relationship to health, your immunity to or inclination towards illnesses of all descriptions. You know if you are prone to being overweight or addicted to various substances. You define yourself as prone to catching colds or immune to such things or predisposed to low energy or high sleep requirements. A higher concept of yourself involves thinking and taking on new truths and shedding your old views of what you can achieve. This is the only way you can achieve your desires. Think of yourself as an observer, contemplating and selecting thoughts that you choose from that never-ending stream of thoughts on your inner screen, 24-7-365. Watch thoughts stream by from wherever they originate and observe them rapidly transition and combining and appearing and disappearing. Snatch a thought from the running ribbon of thoughts and contemplate it. The inner world, the invisible world. In a conversation with a neurosurgeon who was disputing the presence of this invisible world by saying that he had cut into thousands of bodies and he had never seen a soul, Dr. Dyer asked him, if he'd ever seen a thought while he was poking around inside of a brain. Every thought going by has an imprint on your concept of yourself. First be the observer and then the contemplator. Now become the choice maker who can consciously decide to put that thought back into the running stream and pick a different one. A thought that perhaps allows you to feel better. Life of creative manifestation, what is now proved, was once only imagined. Allow yourself to contemplate this. 
As this one line of great wisdom sinks into your consciousness, your imagination will then begin to take over. And some rules for healthy imagination. Rule number one, never place into your imagination any thought that you would not want to materialize. Rule number two is of equal importance. Never allow your imagination to be contaminated by the ideas about how your life used to be. You need faith in your power to make the non-existent your reality. Rule number three is a strong reminder that your imagination is yours and yours alone. It is vast, boundaryless realm within you and no one else has access to but you. No one can peer into your imagination and place things in there that they prefer for you, nor can they extract any idea in that grand imagination of yours. Rule number four may surprise you. It concerns what you don't want to let monopolize your imagination. Do not let your imagination be restricted to the current conditions of your life or what is called being obsessed with what is. Your imagination is unlimited, and if you've opted for an ordinary level of living, it is tempting to stay in what is, rather than what you unbashfully intend to manifest for yourself. Keep reminding yourself that everything that you've believed has gotten you to precisely to the point where you are now. Unexpected psychological events, such as a breakup of a marriage, a financial crisis, or a death of a loved one, create reactions in the brain that trigger physical responses in the body that are designed to assist the body in dealing with this conflict. The body continues to assist until the conflict is resolved and then it goes into a healing phase to get back to its natural state of well-being. Now, during this healing phase, the body may utilize swelling, inflammation, fatigue, and an elevated white blood cell count as part of healing. I offer you three reminders for how the subconscious mind works in collaboration with your feelings as a crucial component of this magnificent and mystifying process. Number one, the subconscious mind responds to suggestion. You can reprogram your subconscious mind so that it goes on its accustomed role of autopilot with mental and feeling images from yourself. Number two, the subconscious mind possesses the power to manifest physical reality from thought. Every object and circumstance in this world is representative of a mental thought. All that now exists was once imagined. Such is the power of the subconscious mind, but in order to partake of this powerhouse of creation that you are, you must be able and willing to experience within yourself, in your mind, that which you wish to manifest. Number three, love is the feeling you must learn to assume. Subconscious mind is really a piece of a one mind. And you and I are living in that mind. The universal subconscious mind is the first cause and the stuff from which all things are made. This thingless thing is really love when you feel it, 
truly feel it within as your private inner awareness regarding what you would like to manifest, you gain power of creation. You're going to encounter a great deal of notice in a variety of forms. Friends and associates will uh, offer uninvited opinions concerning this new you and what you're attempting to manifest. Your immediate family may try to dissuade you from making any changes that they think might cause them to feel inadequate or uncomfortable. You'll be presented with scientifically verifiable facts to deter you from believing in your unlimited self. Strangers will relate stories about someone who died attempting to do what you are thinking about. Stories of the absurdity of your desires being manifested will be sent to you in hope that you will realize that you are not a divine being. You might be threatened from by punishment from God, Jesus, or devil, or some spiritual deity who's angered and going to put a curse on you for offending their sensibilities. As you engage in the process of living from your higher self, trusting in your own God-realized strengths and becoming more peaceful and contempt, all while feeling the love you are choosing to align with, your new ideas about who you are and what you can accomplish and become will be noticed positively and negatively. You may have to convince yourself to be steadfast in the attention that you place on the wishes you are going to fulfill. Never let your attentiveness to what you are in the process of manifesting be sidetracked by external pressures of any kind. As Neville reminds you, all progress all fulfillment of desire depend upon the control and concentration of your attention. Do you employ objective attention when you monitor external inputs such as information and attitude that originate outside of you? This is an important aspect of functioning in your life. However, you need to be conscious and consciously bring into your awareness the ability to switch between objective and subjective attention with awareness and practice, you will discover that by employing subjective attention first, you almost magically are released from an addiction to external impressions. It is your choice and the rewards are exponential. Do not give attention to what others do or fail to do. Give attention to what you do or fail to do. It's a sage advice. As you lay in bed, preparing for your nightly slumber, remember that the last thought you have in your mind can last up to four hours in your subconscious mind. That's four hours of programming from just one moment of contemplation prior to going into your unconscious state. Number one, be willing to change your concept of yourself, which means changing what you have believed to be true. Number two, Recognize yourself as always connected to your source of being. Number three, become willing to say, I am God, from an egoless perspective. Number four, treasure your greatest gift, your imagination. Number five, live as if what you desire is already here. Number six, assume the feeling of your wish fulfilled. Number seven, Never let your intention be distracted by anything or anyone other than your own highest self. Number eight, use the last moments of your day before sleeping to reinforce in your mind your desires as fulfilled. And number nine, have a mind that is open to all possibilities. Remember always, you were born 
with potential. You were born with goodness and trust. You were born with ideals and dreams. You were born with greatness. You were born with wings. You're not meant for crawling, so don't. You have wings. Learn to use them and fly. Rumi. Please, help out. It's easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too. Spread the word. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. Link to this book is in the description below, so buy it and read. Never stop learning. Thank you. Love and respect.